Throughout 1994 and 1995, a serial killer murdered at least five people in five different states. He could have also been responsible for one of the most notorious murders in recent history. This is the story of the cross-country serial killer and his victims. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. Okay, so last week, um, me and Joe talked about OJ. Um, we did like know more about OJ than I do some of the other ones. Right. So I think you're kind of on track with this. Um, so OJ, we did a couple videos about OJ. Uh, we did one that just talked about the murder and then we did one that talked about weird theories. That was last week. Right. So this video is going to be kind of a follow-up on that because we talked about Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Right. Uh, which was the victims in the O.J. Simpson murder. Um, if you haven't listened to it, please listen to that first. Um, Do it. Go for it. Yeah. Um, but this killer from right now, this, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> the killer that I'm describing right now. Today's case. Today's case could be the killer that killed Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. You have some a hard time convincing me on that one. <laughs> um, he could be the killer instead of OJ. I, I will. Okay, so I wasn't in the OJ episode. I'll say say my one piece on it real quick. Okay. Um, the fact that he came out with the the interview and was going to come out with a book that was like, if I did do it, mm-hmm. that to me is like. If I had any question before that, that was the part that made me like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, maybe it was just for the money, but I, that just feels like, yeah, no, I'm going to say what happened here. Right. Um, but uh, who knows? We, maybe we'll never know. Yep. Well, two things before I start here. Um, first of all, me and you haven't done a case where it's been like, a serial killer or like super gory yet we've done amityville we've done uh the the man i so i'm bad at remembering names after the case is over the one with the chimneys yep we did that one um and then for anybody who hasn't been keeping up with these <laughs> weekly episodes this is gonna be a weird recap yeah just just go back and listen <laughs> you're just... gonna want to watch the episode instead of the recap right um and ones we've done no we've done a few more i'm trying to remember um oh the watcher we the did watcher, last week yeah which you i still had i'm bad about this i still haven't gotten a chance to watch the trailer <laughs> but you did tell me the watcher was what i was worried it was going to be um, yeah. according to the trailer so uh, what i was worried about with the trailer was it was going to be a dramatic reenactment um it's not really a dramatic reenactment it's not following the story at all right where they i guess the better way of putting it is, yeah, that it doesn't follow the story and that they spice it up a little bit where it's one of those, they put the disclaimer at the beginning. It's based on a true story, but maybe not all the things in it are actually happened. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so what else do we do? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so I was Amityville. Um, in my head, the one I was thinking of, I was like trying to remember all the. All the pieces are all the ones we've done. We've we've done some other ones though, but none yeah. of them have been serial killers. We've talked yeah. about some ones, just like right. We mentioned BTK and one of mm-hmm. them, um, and we've talked me and you outside of this. Yes, about yeah. serial killers. Right. This one's gory. Okay. Um, I will say that trigger warning because this one it goes there. So the one that you always have to give me trigger warnings on to, um, I. And just for everyone out there, so you you all know this too, the ones I struggle with the most are usually the the child cases. Right. This is not that. Okay. Um. Not that we won't do that. Not that right. we don't still won't, but that just that's that's her trigger warning for me is when we're doing a child case like that because I get pretty <clears throat> mad. I yeah. Get, I get pretty mad. Very mad. So, um. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this one, I mean, this guy was horrible. I mean, this was a this was walking scum of the earth type of guy. Well, I mean, they usually, they usually are. They usually are. Right. Um, did he kill Ron Goldman and Nicole Ransomson? No, I don't think so. But there's people that believe he did. It's close enough that there's theories, at least. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to all of that. All right. Well, so. first of all, the name, though. I don't like the name of the serial killer because it, it just makes me think of a cross-country runner. <laughs> so like someone who runs cross country for a living or something so that misleading no he just killed in a bunch of different states right which um, that makes me think of israel keys so i thought yeah. you were going towards israel keys which i do hope we do that case at some we point will. because that case makes me angry too yes and that one i don't it's think he i don't think he killed children but still she was young she that was, first yeah, victim was right. young but so. the way he did it, and I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another time. Yep. So we're going to start on a date. <laughs> <laughs> November 7th, 1995, which 1995 oh. is not special, but right. November 7th is my birthday. Yeah. So this, this tampers that a lot. <laughs> So think about me coming into this wonderful earth as a crying baby instead of what happens. Right. But so it was November 7th, 1995. It was a normal day at Tampa 8 Inn in Tampa, Florida. The housekeeping staff making rounds, cleaning rooms one by one. Uh, They entered one room and got a shocking surprise. There in the bathtub, they found a woman. Blood covered the bathroom walls, faucet, and shower curtain. Her body slumped on her back in the bathtub, wearing her shirt and underwear. Her jeans, which had a rip that matched one of the stab wounds, were on the side of the tub. The shape of one of the wounds indicated that the knife had been inserted and twisted. There was a lot of blood that filled the bathtub and then went down the drain. That's what we're dealing with. Pretty, pretty right gruesome, like you said. Also, kind of torture. Um, yeah. And one thing I was gonna say that I don't know if you had any pictures of the the Tampa Eight in, but that sounds like a 
the exact kind of motel that you and I are scared of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly you, but me a little bit too. Honest. I think you started to kind of freak me out the more you talked about it. Yeah. But the ones where we don't like the ones where the doors to the rooms are on the outside. Yep. You just go into the room. Right. It freaks me out. Yeah. You don't love the, I don't really love those either, especially now the more you're talking. Originally, I didn't. I kind of was like, oh, whatever. But then the more you talked about the reasons why you didn't like it, the more I was kind of like, yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like something bad there, too. Is yeah. You know, it's a lot easier for serial killer to get to a door that just has access straight from the parking lot. Yep. Um, this reminded me of scary movies. Because at the beginning of a scary movie you see this housekeeper you know fumbling with her keys going into a room and then just like just normal day right and i think there was a scary movie i think it's actually um like devil's rejects Mm. the beginning of that movie i think don't quote me on that i vaguely remember something like that she goes into a hotel room and she is like sees blood and then when she turns around there's a girl hanging on the back of the door um she's not dead um, and she runs out somehow into that, the... I mean, in terms of movies, somehow that feels even worse. <laughs> right, right. Um, but this is just very... It's very bloody. It's, it's like you said, torture. Right. And... I mean, the part that sticks out to me is the, the stab wound looking like he twisted the knife. Like, yeah. I mean, I've never been stabbed before, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And I can... But I can only imagine how much it would hurt to be stabbed and then it twist. Yeah. That's... Gotta be excruciating. Yep. So this girl that suffered a horrible fate was named Tina Marie Cribs. Um, She was beaten, stabbed, and she was alert for 15 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. before passing out from the pain. Um, It probably took 30 minutes to an hour for her to die fully. Um, She was face to face with pure evil. And little did she know, she was one of this serial killer's victims. Um, after Tina was dead in the bathtub, he took her jewelry, wallet, and car, and then fled. The next day, Tina's wallet was found at a rest area. Fingerprints on the wallet and the motel room were matched to a man named Glenn Edward Rogers. On November 13th, about a week after Tina's murder, a police officer spotted Tina's car They began a 13-mile police chase that ended with the police ramming Tina's car off the road. Driving the car was Glenn, and they took him in for murder immediately. Police would soon find this was just the beginning. So, I mean, one of the thoughts I had there, too, is, so I feel like that's how... um, it feels like serial killers get caught on that a lot where they take something of somebody else's and that seems to leave a trail. Yep. Um, that's can't believe I'm saying this, but that's one of the things that I think made BTK get away for so long. Not saying he was smart. Right. But one of the things that I think made him get away for so long is the fact that he didn't go. Well, he did take a few things, right? He, they, they take trophies. Uh, trophies. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. They're not always as big as a car. Right. I mean, when you take somebody's car, uh, I feel like that catches a lot of serial killers and things like that, which yeah. is, you know, I don't know. I almost feel like I shouldn't be saying it. Like, let them keep doing it. Let them keep getting caught. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so on November 9th, now this is in between the murder of Tina and the arrest of Glenn. Um, a woman came home to find her roommate dead. 
um, Andy Giles Sutton, who was 38 and lived states away in Louisiana, was found stabbed to death on top of her punctured waterbed. Andy met Glenn at a bar and they became friends. She allowed him to stay with her, not knowing he was a vicious killer, and she was next. So he had fled and then made friends with this girl and then killed her. So what are the what are the states so far? Or, um, did you um, have both listed on there? So Andy was Louisiana. And the other was um, Tampa, right? And Florida. Yeah, I mean. Tina was Tampa, Florida. Okay, so yeah, so traveling along along the south, at least going from west to east. So mm-hmm. seems like there's maybe going to be a trail. A trail here, yeah. After Tina and Andy were found, police realized they were dealing with someone who killed over many different states, and the media dubbed him the cross-country killer. Glenn was raised in Ohio. He had a bad upbringing, which a lot of these killers do. He was raised very poor, stealing food. He liked being caught by the police um, because you could eat and have somewhere to sleep. That's sad. So that kind of... I mean, don't get me wrong, that doesn't excuse anything, right. but it's sad that he was, he had that bad of a start. Right. Like he, and I'm sure there's a lot of criminals that do this because yeah. they can eat and have somewhere to stay. Right. Um, his father was abusive and drank a lot. Um, however, this was interesting. Glenn's mom had seven children. Um, after the six, they went to the judge to see if they could get her tubes tied. Uh-huh. Um, because back then, I guess you had to go to a judge. Weird. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, I wonder if that's a Ohio specific law. Maybe. Um, the judge said no. And so <laughs> he said, your life isn't in danger. There's no reason you should be able to have your tubes tied. The next son that was born was Glenn, a serial killer. I mean, there's no way that judge could know, but at the same right. time, it's kind of like, yeah, you just... <laughs> Made a different decision. Right. This would have been so much better. I thought that was really interesting. And again, I have this case where I find all this information about Glenn. Right. And then I look up about these women and I don't find as much. You can literally find out about the mother's decision on conceiving Glenn, but you can't find out details about who these people were. That's that's pretty sad. It is. Um, With some of them, I found more information than others, but not very much. Right. Um, so I just thought that was a crazy fact because the judge said no, and then he was born right after. So, I mean, if, if anybody does watch, uh, this or anything like that, I mean, I feel like the chances, at least right now of us reaching somebody who is like, was friends with the victims or something like that Mm -hmm. is probably pretty low. But if somebody is watching and does know a story about that, feel free to leave it in the chat, leave good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's actually hear stuff about the victims for once. Right. I want to know way more about the victims, but it's just very it's hard, hard to find. find. Yeah. And that's part of reporting, right? It's just the, when they do the initial reporting and interviews and things like that's all about the, the, the killer. Yep. Uh, and not that much about the victims. So it's, we're definitely interested in hearing the victims, families and friends stories. We just don't have it. Right. We can only go off of what's reported. Yep. Um, so Glenn went on to marry his wife, and then they filed for divorce. She said domestic violence, which I could definitely see. Yeah. 
Um, but this is when his kind of reign of terror began, is after the divorce. Um, so it all began on January 10th, 1994. Police recovered the remains of a 71-year-old Mark Peters in Kentucky. So we got another state. Still in the South, yeah. Yep. Um, Mark had been staying at a cabin that belonged to Glenn Rogers and his family. Mark was reported missing along with a lot of his belongings. His car was gone, guns, and other valuables. This led police to a cabin where they found the skeleton of Mark tied to a chair with furniture stacked on top of him. So it was already, you said it was already Glenn's cabin or Glenn's family's cabin. Yep. So, I mean, they were probably already on the trail of him on his first victim. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, a, all this a, went down within a year. Right. I was going to say you said 94 and the last one was 95. So, yeah, it was about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they must have not been able to locate him, I guess. Well, it says by the time they figured out that Glenn was responsible, he was on the run. Right. So he ran. Which we've also heard, especially in the 90s, the... Um, when you leave a state and go to the other state, they don't communicate very good sometimes. Yep. Especially back then, it was, there wasn't this big database we have now. Right. There was, even jurisdictions um, in the same state didn't contact each other. Right. I mentioned Israel Keys earlier, and that's something that happened with his case. That's the only reason I kind of know of that is because I know a little about his case, and that was part of the issue is they didn't talk very good. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to me that his first victim was a man Mm -hmm. um, because his victims kind of seem more female and also like because of the sexual component. Right. But I think this was for him to get valuables and then go on the road. Or to maybe figure out what it was like. Like, maybe he had the compulsion to do it, and he just was like, I don't know what it feels like. This is my opportunity. Like, um, they always say there's, like, crime of this, crime of that. Like, there's, you know, crime of passion. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if this was just, like, a crime of convenience. Opportunity, yeah. Or opportunity, yeah, okay. You know know the terms. I'm I'm making stuff up, so. You're fine. (laughs) Crime of convenience sounds like robbing a convenience store. (laughs) (laughs) yep um so he was already on the run um his next victim was sandra gallagher in los angeles california now we're in california oh so yeah this time so in my head i've been picturing a line like he's just headed towards florida the last victim but this he went way out west Mm -hmm. after kentucky so not quite a straight line yeah um on September 28, 1995, Sandra's body was found strangled and buried, or, oh, burned. So she was strangled and burned in her own car near Glenn Rogers' apartment. Sandra Gallagher was 33-year-old mother of three who met Glenn at a bar and became friends with him. So he is kind of a crime of opportunity person. He becomes friends with people. He's also a little bit, sounds like... Um... I don't know, like Ted Bundy-ish and the fact Mm. that like he seems to, I I don't know this person, right? So when you pick, when you described him originally, like when I say I don't know this person, I haven't seen any pictures of this person. When you described him originally, I don't know why, but I pictured this just like 
maybe serial killer the first thing i think of is this but just some like dirty like <laughs> homeless looking guy he's a pretty um, average looking dude what, short hair older yeah and i i feel like i insulted homeless people there i didn't mean to do that i'm just <laughs> no. saying like somebody who's very unclean is right yeah. um but uh yeah and so that's not the type of person you'd picture like just having like the ability to make friends with everybody Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um what i was gonna say was these women all seem like they were just looking for someone like a friend or a partner and then he just preyed upon that right which is horrible yeah um they seem like good people like mothers a lot of the time yeah i mean like you said unfortunately we don't get to know much about them mm-hmm. i wish we did right um yeah as just how could you know mm-hmm. i mean it's probably seemed really normal most of those guys do yep. so next was linda price in mississippi okay, back um, to the back to the south again yep linda had met glenn on halloween in 1995 Okay, so that's the thing. Don't meet people in Halloween. Yeah, just no. don't do that. <laughs> no, it's uh, just that does feel weird, though. It does. In this case, normally anybody else who's been on Halloween, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> now that we've talked about the four other victims so far, that now all of a sudden it's like, oh, don't meet anybody on Halloween either. Yep. Um, Linda thought that Glenn was good looking and they dated briefly. Uh, sadly, like the other women, Linda was his next victim. She was found dead in her bathtub. She was 33 and had two children at the time mm. of her murder. That's super sad, too, because, I mean, these women had families and children. It's mm-hmm. it's sad when women or men or whoever don't have families. But, I mean, when you think of kids being left behind, that just makes it even worse. Yep. Um, it's, it's just interesting to me. He must have had different aliases or... He was just on the run and no one put it together that he was the one doing it because you have someone killed that was in a cabin someone yeah. right down the road from him someone he dated right and so the they were almost like other than the the motel all of them were by like his kind of residences right um guess we don't know about the the last one here um it might not have been by his room but like you said they were dating so mm-hmm it's just got to be a communication issue between the states at that point. Yep. So um, Glenn Rogers joked that he killed 70 people, but later he said he killed no one. So we don't really know from his mouth how many victims there were. Which is normal, right? Most mm-hmm. serial killers like to, they like to be heard. They like to get attention. So like a lot of them will claim that they killed more than they did. They'll claim, you know, murders they didn't actually commit just for the attention, just for the chance to talk. Mm-hmm. And and then their lawyer is like, hey, <laughs> say you killed no one. Right. And then they're like, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So it's, unless you have actual DNA evidence, it's hard to trust anything they say. Yep. So he was sentenced to death in Florida after a jury convicted him of killing the woman, Tina. Uh, the first victim we covered in the hotel in Tampa, Florida. So he was just convicted off of one then. Or since the death penalty off of one murder. Yep, one murder. So I, I do know from what we've watched that a lot of those um, 
a lot of what happens is they will not try all the cases together mm -hmm. because then you have the whole double jeopardy. So if he had somehow got off on the Florida murder, then they could still come back and say, well, you did the Louisiana murder. You did the California murder. We'll try you for the, each of these separate and see if we can't get one of them to stick. And it sounds like they just got the first one to stick and they're like, all right, we got the result we wanted. You're actually right on track. I should have read a little bit further. Oh, um, <laughs> but it says he was later also convicted of murdering, murdering Sandra Gallagher, um, who was found burnt in her car. Mm -hmm. um, he got two death sentences. No other states have tried him for the other three murders. Right. So I should I think have read they, on. Yeah, no, I interrupted you. My mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> um, they, uh, they must have just kind of been like, well, I mean, he's... You got the death penalty. Like we can't get much more penalty there. Mm -hmm. um, which I mean brings up the question: Does that feel like justice to you to those other families, or do you feel like those other families might think, "Well, are we sure it wasn't him?" I mean, I guess the evidence probably seems pretty overwhelming, and it's probably closure enough for them that they're like, "Yeah, I, it was him." Right. I think that's probably the thing, though, is if you had any doubt of if that's him, you would mm -hmm. probably want it to go to trial. The families have been very vocal about it. Yeah, so they think it, they're sure it was him, too. Mm -hmm. Which, that's, I don't want to say good, but in a way, I think hopefully they got closure from it then. Right. Um, Rogers was scheduled to be put to death on Valentine's Day, 1999, in Florida, but he appealed. Um, he has since appealed many times, and they have been denied. He is still on death row today. The families are begging for his death sentence to be carried out. Uh, yeah. Mothers of the victims are begging to see him die before they do. And a lot of the moms came together, and I remember Tina's mom, there was an interview with her, and she was like, all I want is to see him die yeah. because he took my daughter in such a horrific way. Yeah. I so mean, I'm hoping for that. Uh, there's probably some protests or something happening or something we could do. But well, when you're, I mean, when you're a parent and you lose a kid, like nobody, oh, yeah. nobody can. Um, I feel like nobody can. You have your kid taken from you like that. Nobody can argue with how they're feeling. Right. I mean, nobody can even fully relate to how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, if there um if there is a way to support them, I'd definitely recommend it. Um Yep. We'll have to see if there's stuff out there for that. Um if there is, try to put some links in the mm -hmm. description on the YouTube. Maybe the you put links on Spotify too, right? Yep. So yeah. Um I will the, do my best to try to find that. See if there's anything out there for that. Um but I mean can you imagine how hard it would be fighting for justice that much longer after it happened? I mean, we're talking almost 20 years. Yep. 20 years for the first victims. That's and then insane. 19 for the the last one, at least. Mm-hmm. So, now, what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Did Glenn Rogers murder Nicole Brown Simpson or Ron Goldman? I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> and here is what we know. And you, I'll give you the details. You can make up your own opinion. Um, here is the side that he did it. In 2012, a documentary called My Brother the Serial Killer came out and claimed that Glenn Rogers killed Nicole and Ron. Glenn's brother, Clay, stated that Glenn knew Nicole and was going to take her down. 
Um, when in jail, Glenn wrote and created paintings about his involvement with the murders. He stated that OJ hired him to break into Nicole Brown Simpson's house and steal some expensive jewelry. And that Simpson had told him, you may have to kill that bitch. I mean, that does sound like something that you might say from <laughs> if you've heard yeah. any of the tapes. Yep. Uh, Roger's family stated that he had informed them that he had been working for Nicole in 1994 and that he had made verbal threats about her to them. Victims were mainly stabbed and very brutal. Also, with her being wealthy, could have been a motive. However, nothing was stolen. Like, if he was there to rob her, why wasn't anything stolen? Right. And it's not like, if I remember right, it's not like the... Uh, I don't think the police responded quickly to the Michael Brown Simpson murder, right? Right. So yeah. it's not like he, he had to get out of there and had to hurry up out of there. Yep. Um, so time and places. Let's see if this matches up. So Mark Peters, the first male victim, was January 10th, 1994. He then could have fled to California. Nicole and Ron were June 12th, 1994 in California. Sandra Gallagher was September 28th, 1995 in California. Say what part of California for her? Mm-hmm. Because I normally, for us, for us in Kansas, it's like if it's somewhere in Kansas, we're like, oh, we can get there in a, a day. <laughs> right. California is pretty big. Um, but this was a whole year he had there. You're right. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I guess that would just depend on if he moved, which he moves a state. He moves across the country, so I mean, I right. guess he could be anywhere. I think that's what people were saying was like, if he could move to friggin' Mississippi from California, I think right. that makes sense, right? Which he did, Linda Price, October 30th, 1995, in Mississippi, um, Tina, November 5th, 1995, Florida, Abby Sutton, November 9th, 1995, Louisiana. So these last three murders were boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That was weird. And in three they, different states. Um, yeah, that's that's weird that they were so close together. Usually, um, that wasn't really his mo either. Right, because the other ones were police based out by a few months. Mm-hmm. But usually, so, serial killers take a little bit of a break in between. Right, and I put down on there that's escalation for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, who knows how long that would have gone on if they hadn't caught him in the car chase right and nicole and ron was very sloppy right um so that could have been one of his first kills but i also think it was sloppy because it was impulsive yeah or um passion crime of passion basically mm-hmm. um because there was whoever did that i mean everybody seen the crime scene photos whoever did that was very i i want to say angry that's what i i feel like yep it was very angry, very bloody. Right. Um, so here's what to say that he didn't do it. Um, we can't prove it. <laughs> Either way, we cannot prove it. We can't really prove it that OJ did it. I mean, we kind of can, but right. I mean, that didn't hold up in a court of law. So right. <laughs> um, we couldn't prove that he did it at all, that Glenn did it at all. Um, he didn't steal anything, which that is a big one to me. Yeah. Because he was He's... not there to rape her. And he stole things at his other, mm-hmm. his other victims. Right. Um, could they test the DNA against him? I mean. Maybe now that maybe the evidence could... is a little better or the DNA test 
testing is a little better, but at this point I don't see them going back and revisiting it when right. the majority of the population seems pretty sure that they know who did it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, that's the OJ case is one of those things. No matter how many people you're going to bring up, they're going to say OJ did it. So Yeah. I originally started the OJ thing with an <clears throat> open mind, and then mm -hmm. I think for me, OJ kind of... <laughs> The things he did after he closed I had, your mind yeah real he, quick <laughs> he actually closed my brain not not any of the evidence that documentary about him being a domestic violence you know right about her him beating her here in the 911 calls yeah yeah that one did me and i was like that yeah was, that was rough yeah um so we have a lot against oj but i do believe he could have hired glenn Kind maybe of, but yeah. i just i don't i don't see it right i yeah i don't either honestly that mm -hmm. also i mean to just go into a suddenly a high profile situation mm -hmm. like that too seems odd yeah i mean how would how would oj even know to contact this guy like right i, I mean i guess he did say he worked for her at one point but mm -hmm. like we don't even know if that's true. That didn't sound like that was confirmed by anybody reliable at all. That mm -hmm. was just sounds like it was something he claimed that nobody could disprove. If he did, man, Nicole's like the most unlucky person. Attracts she was surrounded. The worst right. Just attracts horrible people. Right. Um right. so I want to know what y'all think. Um, right below, do you think that it was Glenn? Do you think it was OJ? Do you think it was someone else? Didn't cover. Yeah. While you're there, subscribe. Like. <laughs> like. Thumbs up. Share. Give us a rating on Spotify. That helps us more than you know. Um, I have a Patreon now, so I'm trying to get merch for you guys. So go over, see what you can do on there. What else? Um, social media. One of the other, yeah, definitely a social media is Twitter, Facebook, but I put also extra stuff. So, <laughs> but also, um, I mentioned this in a. I don't know if this will have released yet or not, but we kind of did a back and forth, almost like interview question type thing, and I mentioned how much Sarah likes to hear from her fans. Mm -hmm. So, if you just want to talk, if you want to have a case you want to talk about, you want to talk about the Dahmer series that's out, you want to talk about anything true crime. Just leave a comment. She's really good about getting back to you guys. And she'll probably be the one getting back to you guys because I'm not very good at checking that stuff. But if you have a question <laughs> for me, I'm I will I will answer it to you. Yep. Um, I had a, a really good friend. She's been watching my videos for a while, but she came on and she's suggested many, many, many cases and many cases that I've done. And she said, I just don't want to suggest all these cases. And I'm like, please, yeah, do. please do. I mean, <laughs> if you bring up a case. So we're located in, you know, kind of the Missouri, Kansas area. So we hear a lot about local cases around here, mm -hmm. but that goes the same for everybody else. Somebody else is local somewhere else and hears some weird case that nobody's really talking about on a national level and you're hearing it locally. And so we don't, we don't know about it. And it's not covered in our local news or any of our articles we're looking at. Right. You dig as much as you can but there's certain cases that just don't get out of the local area so I don't know what i don't know yeah if, if you guys give us stuff we'll be interested to look at them for sure mm -hmm. yes please give me all the suggestions because i want to give you content that you want to see and also it's a community so yeah 
just saying hi or just saying, you know, I like this type of content or that type of content, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a place where everybody can come together. Yep. So thank you guys for listening. You got any last words about the case? Um, He's a piece of shit. F.U. Glenn. F.U. Glenn. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I can't stop picturing Glenn from The Walking Dead. <laughs> it's not Glenn. You, you ruined Glenn from The Walking Dead. Glenn, was, Glenn from The Walking Dead was a good guy. This guy, no. Right. It's not Glenn. It's not him. Although, if he's going to take a bat to some Glenn, please take a bat to this yeah, Glenn. <laughs> Negan, you got the wrong Glenn. You got the wrong Glenn. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I think that's it, um, and of course YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.